0: Can I say just, something just small things? Yeah, a absolutely. little bit critical of Amnesty specifically? But I'll try to say it. This is based on some feedback, but I want to say it in a way that is, you know, critical but respectful. Hello, welcome to Mage Talk, I'm Kaelin and I'm Willem and he's Willem and um, we are here today coming to you live from sunny Georgetown, I almost said California, Georgetown, Texas
1: and Heerlen in the Netherlands Netherlands. I'd be surprised if you know what it is, well maybe Dutch people would know but uh, it's all the way south in the Netherlands. Oh, wait, you, I thought you said here
0: in the Netherlands, but what did you say? No. What's the
1: name? Heerlen,
0: Heerlen. Oh, that's dope, like, dude. I won't, what do you talk I won't like spend that? too you much time like
1: on, on teaching you how that's... How yeah, that's it's tricky. Or ...pronounced. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Down
1: the south. I always say it's near Maastricht, and some people that know the Netherlands in dude. the slight... Know where yeah, yeah, last yeah. if this because yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some conventions or like did signed treaties there, so yeah,
0: some people totally, know. dude. Um, the uh, what was the show called Vikings? Did you watch the show Vikings? No, it was on, um, I think it was on Hulu.
1: Is that where you get all your knowledge about the Dutch from, from Vikings? Most
0: of it, I don't know if probably. But you,
1: but when you started talking like
0: that, it brought me back to the way they talk a little bit. But yeah, did you watch the show?
1: It's a great no, show. No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I'm a oh. big fan of The Last Kingdom, though, where you also have Vikings, where they where they try and conquer England.
0: Right. Right. I love that. Yeah, show. I've
1: heard that one. Somebody,
0: somebody actually, when I when I fi- I didn't finish Vikings, but I got to a point in the series where the main character, spoiler alert. Ragnar. Ragnar. He yeah. uh he dies. And uh, um you and, couldn't take and it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And some people were like, Yeah, it's it's kind of still good, but it's just different. And I was like, sorry. And so um so then I had tweeted about it and somebody was told me you should watch The Last Kingdom. It's kind of similar. Um and then yesterday on TikTok I saw a post from the actor who plays Ragnar. And uh, it was just some random post, and then I like liked it, and I commented, and I think he liked my comment, but I, I didn't know if it was oh his God, actual account famous. or some random troll <laughs> account. But then I clicked, and I was like, "Wait a second! I think this is the actual dude." So, um, anyways, but it's a very, it's a, it's a, it's a great show, and you have or a-
1: or his social media manager yeah maybe it's social media managers ah, or some that just killed year old my whole morning her... yeah <laughs> you're supposed to make my morning
0: time. for the second time dude <laughs> holy cow man um uh, anyways so yeah. but i actually didn't know what city you were in because i know some of the cities in the netherlands obviously uh, uh obviously amsterdam and then what's the one Peter Yap is in that's the kind of the cool little sort of tech hubbish.
1: This is great. So you go in, you go in, I know a couple of I know a couple of cities in the Netherlands like Amsterdam and you help me with the rest. Which others do I know? Tell no no, me. no 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 no
0: no no no. I I remember I remember I've I've even talked to people about the city randomly but I'm blanking on it. Um, Peter Yap is uh, from Groningen. Yes, Groningen. I say Groningen. I say groaning. Groaning. That's how. Groaning.
1: That's... <laughs> and you but that's could like cool... <laughs> cities, Bigger cities are Rotterdam, Utrecht, The Hague, oh, yeah. where the inter- international uh, court is, and The Hague. Oh, okay. Eindhoven, By the way, where some Magento agencies are from.
0: Oh, that sounds familiar. What gives you guys the right to have the international court in The Hague? I never agreed to that. Right. I never voted International
1: on that. right gives us the rights. I don't. I don't. Okay, I don't know. okay I don't fair know. Brussels has something. <laughs> Most of European stuff happens in Brussels. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. there was the one particular Laura that had a good idea and said, "I'm the first yeah. to go and start doing that here."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> um probably some history there, but it's not really my area of expertise. What is your area of expertise? I mean, what do you do? I do know do nothing. I know nothing beside magento stuff. That's, that's good. That's nothing. That's why, that's... that's why I feel uncomfortable about some of the things that we discussed earlier, like, like a magic quadrants yeah. and gardener stuff. So that's yeah, why yeah, it's yeah, good yeah, that yeah. you had, uh, uh, Isaiah. no, is it his name's hard to like, Isaiah, this, yeah, there's if, a couple if, of if, names that you that you read over yeah. and over and over, but you never pronounce it. Yeah, in yeah. yeah, so if, yeah, yeah. 100%, 100%. if I need to hundred percent recall what the name is, like I don't I yeah like Christoph from FuMan. Yeah. I would recognize his last name a million times, Ringlef or something, but it takes me yeah. a lot of time to remember what it was exactly. It's just Christoph, you know, first name. Christoph,
0: yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah that was a fun one with Isaiah and you know I'm he knows a lot more about all the businessy stuff than I do um, so it was fun to just kind you of riff we on together
1: that. probably yeah
0: but then both of us combined but it was fun to just kind of riff on a little bit of that stuff and um, um, yeah so that was that was a good time but um, so are what are we talking about now? today dude what are we what are we getting in? yeah we're making a little bit more coffee. Focusing on my mind. We should technique. maybe
1: give some context about your ruined, your ruined morning because uh, I told yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: want to talk about this. I want to talk you about
1: this on, because I keep, keep doing on it. I keep going and, and keep, elevate me poking. to inhuman I keep,
0: levels. I, yeah, I keep doing it. And I understand it's cringy and it's awkward. But, you know, this is my, you know, as I've said before, I'm, I'm sort of playing with this sort of my own weird brand of humor. And it's... Um, you know, I think that when you try I'm to, the victim. <laughs> yeah, you're the, you're the unwitting victim, <laughs> but when, you know, when you try to, um, when you, when you try to, to, and, and I, it's funny because I'll listen to podcasts, talk about comedy and stuff like that. And I, you know, and I, not that I'm a community or anything, but that it's like, if you're going to be funny, you're going to play with that line of what's, cringy or awkward or whatever. And, and when you get it right, you know, it's funny. And if you get it wrong, then it's just awkward. And, and the only way to like develop that humor muscle is to kind of experiment with it and play with it. And you're going to get it wrong a lot. Spend so, 10,000
1: hours making exactly, jokes, right? Exactly. 10,000 hours. Yeah.
0: So I do, I just have almost,
1: Brand is almost there.
0: He's, he's yeah he's almost there so i do this whole and um this whole uh, this whole god king meme and this whole and i've talked about the yeah i do think it's important to have Uh-oh. uh a leader of an open source project I not only open source project but um businesses in general i think founder-led companies do better i think that uh, if Roy and Yov would have stuck around, it would have been a, bit, a different picture. And so, part of that, there, when I joke about things, there's a grain of truth, and then there's something funny or absurd about it. And yeah. um, like I said, and 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 I know that it makes you cringe because um, you don't like that. You know, and this is the other thing I like about you, and people don't realize this, but you know, I I behind the scenes, I see how like you're a humble guy, you know what I mean? I remember when you were we were scheduling a mage talk and you were just persistently following up to schedule the the podcast and uh, and you were you had no ego whatsoever in it. It was something that mattered to you. And I think that everybody has an ego, but I think you have on the lower end of the spectrum, which is part of what also makes it funny to me. And but but I'm, I know that I'm, I know I'm, you're getting <laughs> I know that I know you get crap for it, and um, and it's and it's a little awkward, but it's just you know I'm I'm goofing around with this little sense of humor, and sometimes it'll be it'll be awkward, and you'll tell me to delete a tweet, and you know, so we'll see.
1: I know. Uh, I mean, we 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 discussed it in a previous uh, a pod that I said, it's like, it's cringy. Like when your mom tells you you're the most yeah. pretty boy in the world yeah. while yeah. others are around, it's like, mom, it's I'm, like sh- yeah, it's I'm like not, eight. I'm not eight anymore. Yeah. And, uh, it's like, it's, it's, it's different when you say crap like that on the podcast and yeah. like, laugh it away and make maybe make a comment on it. But that I don't really, yeah. I don't really Tweets, I don't really tweets can be a weird
0: context. Yeah.
1: Yeah. tweets are so weird because i read you tweeting some god king ridiculous nonsense <laughs> and i don't know how to respond i i can't do right like i can't endorse it i don't want to endorse it i can't i, I can't like, go against shut it like can I, it's like can i it's can a checkmate I dude this i got disappear? you here yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got you checkmated
0: bro <laughs> um but <laughs> um, yeah, man. So it, uh, I, it, yeah, it's, yeah, I get it. It's but it's so funny. Weird.
1: I mean, this morning I read it and I was in between. You know, I was here for four days in the Netherlands, so uh, yeah. I've been I've been texting around, and we had an appointment in the morning, and I read it just before the appointment, and um, I was like, oh God, Canaan, please don't. So I I wrote a one line message to you like, oh please, God, remove this, and uh, and. Uh, yeah, it's how yeah. it goes with text messages, you know, a <laughs> yeah. one line message is usually yeah. it's usually misinterpreted like uh, you you thought I was super, super mad at you. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um,
0: anyway, so, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I just uh, I just I want people to know it's my own goofy thing like Willem hates it. <laughs> I do it partly because he hates it and um (laughs) and uh so and you know like like we can have some jokes you know i'm also in this weird thing where you know i i was um i've been um christian for a long time and pretty religious and then things have uh you know things have um i guess evolved a bit for me in recent years and so it it, it's uh i think i'm also um evolved how uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe we'll get into this another time, but, but I, I, I think I, like I've spent a lot of time reading the Bible and, mm-hmm. um, and memorizing a lot of it and stuff like that. And then I've gone in and out of those phases, but so I, and sometimes like I get an idea for like a joke that's related to something in the Bible and I, it's, um, I don't know, man, I'm in a weird phase, dude. I, you know, some like, Some, some, um, something in the Bible can really deeply resonate with me and then I can want to tweet something about that as like a joke, a version of it, or sometimes a sincere post related to it. Um, I think about religion a lot. I think about, like, we talked about that whole deal, how everybody has different flavors of religions called different things. Uh So, um, that's a whole other. Thread in my life right now. But, um, but are you in I,
1: church every Sunday?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we've done that for a long time. And, uh, yeah. So,
1: but like the whole uh, family, um, I, I, suppose yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Whole family. Cool. Whole family. Anyways,
1: um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, um, and, I don't even think in my family, we have something like a ritual like that, that we do with, I mean, we're just with the three of us. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's not one thing that we do every week on the same exact same time. Um, which that alone seems lovely to me yeah. to have some, uh, a common thing and uh, like yeah. a ritual that you do together. hundred no. percent.
0: And I, and I, and this is one of the, the, the themes that I think about is that is that, you know, um, whether you believe in a certain book or not i think what's universal to human beings is is rituals um and i think that you know we sort of go well i don't know if this idea or this belief system makes sense to me in my head so i'm not going to do it and now there's no there's like it's there's like a framework that in many ways undergirds like society like even think going back Uh to the 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 vikings movie right like like, you, you look at you know, the Vikings, they had a very different belief system, and some of it's pretty cool, um, but it it undergirded everything that made them do what they did, how they lived, the reason they had priorities. Um, it, it held society together and families together. Um, so I think, uh, yes, I think stuff like that is is important. But I'm also, I think I was a lot more closed-minded in the past, where it's like, hey, if you're not in my group, you're mm-hmm. going to hell. And, that, and and I think that that's something that's changed for me in recent years. And um, I think that I just feel a lot m- closer to people in general and a lot more, like, uh, love and affection for people in general, regardless of what they believe or don't believe. Um, so I think that's I think I'm that's important.
1: Otherwise, if you would have found out in New York, and you would have rejected me once you found out there, then... <laughs> I wasn't in your group. That would have really yeah, spoiled we all the fun.
0: <laughs> we, yeah, standing at the Hiva booth, and I'm like, "Willem, do you do you believe in Jesus?" And you're like, "No." And
1: I'm like, "Oh no." I mean, if you're gonna call it Hiva, you you won't be standing at the booth for long anyway. Like, we'll have a special Did group just... for people that call it Hiva.
0: <laughs> Did I just say Hiva? Because I I actually. <laughs> purposefully yeah, but try to say hoover believe it or not. I,
1: I do that don't, intentionally. I don't I really don't I, I really don't I think I think that should just be left to interpretation. I I've been thinking of obviously I've been thinking about this a lot and it's just funny that um somehow we're so international these days that you that that this is a topic but in the, like years ago Okay. Let me give an example. We had the, uh, the two most famous shoe brands. Yeah. They're pronounced entirely different where you live and where I live. Right, 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 right. And, right. and before the internet, before podcasts and videos and whatever, I never ever heard anyone say Adidas and I guess you say Adidas, how do right. you call Adidas. You say Adidas. Adidas. Okay, so we say Adidas. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, and, and Nike's yeah. Nike's Nike is an old Greek god called Nike. Nike. Mm-hmm. Nike and we say Nike. Mm-hmm. And in, and you say Nike. Mm-hmm. So, and those those are two of the most famous brands around the world, and pretty much everyone here that's not super internationally focused. Um, mm-hmm. old people, <laughs> they would say Nike and Adidas and, uh, you would say something entirely different. So, uh, please be ignorant and say hi I don't, uh, that's okay. Thank you. As an, as an American, <laughs> as an
0: American, I appreciate you giving me the permission Mur. to be, <laughs> to be ignorant. That's, that's my, I feel that's my God given right.
1: Oh, Sorry. No, like I just... always wanted to say you should do what you best at. <laughs> But to say what? Crossing lines here. You always uh, wanted to so, say yeah, what? It's one of the things that you do best. It's one of oh. it's the things that you do best. You're Touche. <laughs> Touche.
0: Touche. <laughs> no, um, no, no. Yeah. Most, most of you don't. Morica. We've got a couple uh, good apples out here in the in the land of the free, home of the brave.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited about New York. Well, I mean, probably people listening to it are like, "Oh my God, it's the first time! First time they're talking, and it's only about New York." It's <laughs> all that I it's now that, that you're want coming and you're getting you're getting all these people ruffled up to uh, yeah to join us. Are we going to do a little meet up the day after? Absolutely. On Saturday?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I think we should do cool. a meetup at the hotel, the court, what is it? The Courtyard times square west. That would be convenient. is that's the hotel where, where let's just I'll do it. At the, let's just do it at the hotel bar. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, keep it simple, man. We're not paying anybody's anything. You come there, you pay for your own drinks. Um, no sponsors, nothing fancy. Maybe we do an on the fly unconference style unconference right there at the bar. Or maybe we just hang out, you know what I mean, but we'll yeah. figure it out.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. I'm going to be there from the 21st to the 24th, so 20, yeah, 24. I think i fly back. So, um, kind of enjoy, uh, maybe I'll buy a new iPhone there because I just saw they were announced uh, last night. Oh, really? Yesterday for you, new iPhones and they are. 500 euros more expensive here. like the start prices wow, A 1000 like it's a 1000 dollars in the US mm-hmm. and it's almost 1500 euros here and that's crazy today the euro and the dollar are pretty much equal like they're, mm-hmm. they're the same value mm-hmm. so um yeah it's much more expensive uh, I mean the, they've always been a, it's always been a little bit cheaper to buy them right in the US but uh, it seems right. uh, a lot more expensive and are you one of these
0: guys that you get the brand new iPhone every time it comes out?
1: No, I always skip okay. a couple like if it's still good, it's still good. Uh, right now I have I think the 12 but uh, the screen is kind of broken. It has a, a broken line. It like uh, there's a line right. of pixels that are dead. So I have a bright bright blue line in my screen and if i want to have it prepared i will need to give them my phone for i don't know two weeks and i can't do without my phone right so uh, i'm waiting for a new model and then i'll see if i can get this one fixed afterwards nice you? nice yeah are you an iPhone no, man?
0: probably i you know i was an android man and then um i got an iphone and i get an oh i get them old dude i get like a I have like an iPhone 10. I get like a refurbished iPhone 10.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: that's, I feel
1: from that moment, starting with the iPhone X or 10 they arrived at a peak point where the phone was so good that you don't need to upgrade really upgrade anymore. Uh, and the thing is that my wife needed a new one the a wife new? always needs a
0: new one. The wife always needs yeah. the best one, the best camera, all this kind of no,
1: stuff. Right? No, 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 I, no. I, I disagree. She didn't need a new, okay. new one. She just okay. needed mine. And okay. then I could buy the newest one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, she got my ten, and then I upgraded. But uh, I didn't necessarily need to upgrade. And the tan right. is still like a really good, really good uh, device. So, right. Then, I just I did, got
0: a... Sorry to cut you off. I just got a notification. I have a, a call in 30. So we, we, I wish uh, we had more time, but, uh, we got 30, we got in a hard 30 stop, minutes? 30 minutes, hard stop in 30, my apologies. So we're going to have to, so in we're going to have minutes to, or in another 30, 30 minutes,
1: 30 half
0: hour. Yeah. Yeah. 30, 30 minutes. Three zero. So that's
1: fine. So no, we that's have fine. Another half
0: an hour. no. Yeah, we're good. I just, no, I just, I, it, you know, just wanted to, wanted to, um, <sighs> I didn't I didn't even know I had a meeting at that time until my watch told me so good sorry for interrupting now but um
1: no so, so how, are, um, how are things evolving for you how much uh, can you share publicly about uh, stealth your super ever? stealth
0: I think any week now um I'm gonna be ready to announce but it's it's so I I would love nothing more than to start diving into it because I'm Insanely excited about it, um, but yeah, I have to, I can't do that quite yet, but uh, yeah, so probably for, pro, I think for sure for next week, I'll be, I'll be ready to go. I just trying to talk to some people one-on-one about it before I make the big announcement.
1: I feel your struggle not to spill not to say, not to oh, say yeah? anything. Oh, yeah?
0: You got a little something, too? A little something cooking?
1: No, I feel your struggle not to, oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> not to say what you're up to. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it goes against every bone in my body, not to talk about what I'm up to. But for some specific reasons, I, I have to uh, I have to have a few one on So I guess this
1: is the section where we say what, what we've been working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what we've been doing recently. Yes. Um, yes and you're not sharing so i'll i'll share
0: yeah you're gonna have to carry this this uh segment this is all you
1: <laughs> yeah i had sana bolkestein in the office this week who started as our commercial director yeah this week. yeah yeah yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah that's huge a lot of people might know her in the magento community as uh, she's been commercial manager at hypernote for f- eight or nine years even uh, previously yes. so she uh, she knows the community very very well and yep. she understands the product very well and we got her very excited to um, to join huva and uh, that's huge and, um, i don't i don't really know what i'm doing commercial wise i mean we're building a great business but she has such a such a good understanding of how to um how to launch our new products and how to, uh, how to put up uh, a bit of marketing campaigns and, uh, partner management and how we can help our partners and our merchants, um, and agencies, uh, achieve great things with our products. And it's, it's great. Uh, it feels, she takes a lot of things off my hands. So it's like, um. I was talking about the amnesty partnership and uh, uh, we just yeah. announced that recently I said I just I only need to write a blog post about it it's and just and like, I I can I got, yeah I could I could write it for you oh fantastic and it's like with a lot of these things like oh, I still need to prepare some things for New York they need to know what what color cable uh, tablecloth we need she's mm-hmm. like I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 just going to a to going to a conference and uh, and and setting up the booth and uh, get proper banners there and everything. It just it eats a lot of time. Um, yeah. And uh, can well, I just, say something?
0: Just small things. Yeah. A absolutely. little bit critical of Amnesty specifically, but I'll try to say it. This is you, related you, to what I will say is I've been re-engaging a bit more with Magento community and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is based on some feedback. But I want to say in a way that is, you know, critical, but respectful. Is that okay? It is... hooks into
1: one of the talking points that we um, that we had in the doc, which is related to a uh, chat So you, you go ahead and we weave that into Dude, the is jet rails a... and Amnesty Holy... thing. Is there a doc? My bad, dude. Um, we still have the dock. Same we still dock? Have dock from the, yeah. The, oh, was this from? Still, uh, hanging around for the first and the second episode we did. i didn't just okay, crossing cool. off things that we already talked about and what we had.
0: Wait, haven't. so did you have the Jet Reels Amnesty thing in the dock that you set up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Very interesting. For weeks okay. weeks
1: already. For weeks Dude, you already. were so way out you of you. Year.
0: You were way Give ahead. it some context. So, all right, so the context is that um, obviously Amnesty has a huge footprint in the community, right? A lot of people have, and it's funny because it's been so long since I've been at the code level that I don't even remember the specifics, but a lot of people have run into a lot of scenarios where an Amnesty module is conflicting with one thing or another, right? I'm not, I'm not sharing any any specific references from any specific people, but a lot of people go, I don't want to touch Amnesty modules. I don't want to deal with them. They cause a lot of problems. They cause a lot of conflicts, right? Now, um, the um, the uh, JetRails partnership with Amnesty is interesting. It's like a, like a pass SAS type of a thing mm-hmm. where you get a hosted Magento and you can use Amnesty modules. Now, mm-hmm. and, and by the way, I don't personally i think I think that I think in terms of there's the code level stuff there's the community level stuff there's the ecosystem level stuff part of the thing is that when there's somebody who is at the at conferences in the community whatever that whatever that means exactly on social media whatever that in the community means um uh we're going to it's if they're not in the community, it's very easy to just criticize them brutally, especially if there's anything any anything problematic about their product. If they're in That's the community the of course, to criticize. it's easy to criticize. If they're in the community, you're going to be more diplomatic, right? Um if you have a partner program, if somebody's well respected, you're gonna be a lot more diplomatic. You're gonna think twice before criticizing them. So these are just sort of human dynamics. Now, I don't really personally know anyone from Amnesty. I don't think, right? And so I think that part of the thing there is that if you do and you can talk to somebody and, then, and you can say, like, do you guys understand the level of pain that you're causing X people in X scenarios? And then you see, is there an understanding there? Or you know, there's certain companies that are just like, hey, man, we're, we're out here making money. We're doing this. We don't care about your problem. You know you, x, y, and Z. I'm not saying that's the case. that can be the case are. with, yeah, and so basically, but the counter argument right is mm-hmm. that you know amnesty has a ton of modules, right, and mm-hmm. you know they've put a lot of stuff out there. they've solved a lot of real world business problems. I think your integration strategy is super smart with getting um uh, extension vendors integrating with with hubba um and so. You know, it's like, show me another extension vendor that has this has done this many different things, has solved this many different problems and doesn't have a few issues here and there with code conflicts. Number one. Number two, you know, um, there's people who, let's say, are leaving Magento or having, you know, severe issues with Magento, not because of amnesty issues, but because of. They're using extension X y and Z and it was not updated fast enough for whatever specific magento version increment whatever specific thing right so and that might be an extension that's well respected in the community but if they're not moving fast enough on s- solving certain business problems that can cause merchants to want to leave and so you you might mm-hmm. say well the percentage there's a significant percentage of merchants who are leaving because of XYZ conflict, maybe it's caused underlying by Adobe's release strategy with the versions, whatever. And you go, well, who's causing more of the sort of net pain in the ecosystem from that perspective? And you might say, well, maybe Amnesty is doing pretty well in that department, right? Especially when you factor in the fact that they have so many different extensions, so many different da, 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 da. Um, so yeah. that's kind of my so, overall take on it.
1: Um... There's nothing as difficult as managing a reputation and you're so vulnerable when you have hundreds of extensions Yeah, and you have maybe a hundred developers working for you. Yeah. You'll never be in a situation where a hundred of your employees are all rock stars that output the highest level of quality as a company. It would be great if you have quality assurance and even if. Yeah a developer built something that's maybe a bit below par that it's not being released. Um, but um, is the train track noise too loud? Do you hear that? Does it, oh, I have the window open.
0: You don't hear no, that. Okay, perfect. I think, I think then just I barely.
1: And then I think the sound uh, of okay.
0: normalization will remove it too in post.
1: So um, um, being that big, having that many extensions, um, the quality will usually vary. And if you have a couple a couple of extensions that are have bad performance influence, um, people are going to judge you just based on that. And you can have ninety five great extensions and five yeah. bad ones, yeah, and it will ruin your reputation. and And these kind of things stick around for a long time. We we mentioned ITOC in uh, I think two episodes back. Um mm-hmm. and you said when we when we were talking about iron Cube and we joked a little bit about it, like are mm-hmm. they still round? And they mm-hmm. are in fact still around and uh mm-hmm. I, I spoke to them recently. One uh they, they, um, the the it um or Unergy that we mentioned
0: with uh the... oh, okay. I think. Okay.
1: Or unergy okay, but the well <laughs> same goes for both. Same, same, I but guess. different. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, they had the same repetition issues um, that they were using IonCube, and that's a thing long of the past. And uh, actually, there's even a new owner um, of Italk, uh, so so that business is being run run completely different. Um, and with with Amnesty it's a very big company, and they they have some high quality extensions. They have some less high quality extensions and it's funny that um, uh, what was being mentioned was uh, the load in the loop episodes the podcast that usually uh, right. what they found was um, uh, an extension from amnesty uh, causing performance issues and uh, the whole the whole podcast load in the loop is about um, load in the loop so loading data models in magento in a loops so instead of fetching a collection of products at yeah. once yeah, you, you, you load a parent collection and then you iterate over them and fetch data per product, and that's a load in the loop. And that causes you seconds of delay. If you have a big catalog and you're requesting product data in that yep. way, and that's something that's very easy to, uh, accidentally build into, into an extension. If you're an extension developer, and you're just Googling on stack overflow, how to fetch attribute data from a product. That's the first example that you'll find. Yeah, And um, good, good quality uh, assurance uh, would probably run performance uh, tests like Blackfire to find, to find these issues. Um, well, and to me, it's
0: also a question of responsiveness. Like, okay, yeah, you're going to put a load in the loop. Everybody's done it. The question is, when the problem is raised, wherever it's raised, however it's raised, do you go, oh, shoot, this is important. Let me fix this right away. Or Mm -hmm. you go, or does it funnel through and it never gets fixed and whatever. And I don't know, I don't know, I I don't know Mm -hmm. how quickly or slowly something like that is, uh, handled in that specific scenario. But to me, like it, like, for example, you're an extension vendor, you're a theme vendor, Mm -hmm. if there was some kind of a load, that kind of a performance level type of an issue or something equally problematic, you guys would be on it because you got one product you're focused on it. Mm. It's best to breed for one thing. You don't have 150 extensions, right? Um, mm. And so that I think is very important: is how quickly are people responding to problems that that crop up?
1: Yeah, yeah. And as a as a community, I don't. Um, perhaps some agencies ran into issues with MSC extensions and they reported it, and it wasn't fixed. But I can also imagine that agencies would see that as an issue and then say the extension is crap and just remove it and mm-hmm. get on with it <laughs> mm-hmm. and don't, 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 don't give them the space to, um, and, to improve their extension. And, I don't know. And, I don't know. Yeah, about that.
0: And that's, and I don't know, I literally don't know either. And that's where, when you, it goes back to partnership program, right? Like you have someone mm-hmm. building out your partnership. It goes back to, there's a lot of power in, being involved in the community, being available, hearing what people are saying, having having people that you have good relationships with so that when somebody runs into an issue, instead of just putting you blast on public and deleting the extension, they bring it to your attention. Maybe, it, maybe they wait a week for it to get resolved or whatever. Um, but that's a much sort of happier cycle overall. And I, yeah. I don't actually know how that's handled or not handled. I just know that almost everybody I know in a certain segment of the community is like, nah, I don't like these extensions. And I think my overall goal, like I love the fact that you're collaborating together. My overall goal is that, hey, if this is something Amnesty does care about, if there is a lot of good stuff that they're doing and they are committed to these types of quality issues, like let's, let's bring them into the fold, you know what I mean? Like let's strengthen this yeah, whole community together. And, they're pretty
1: and, hands-on with the whole HUFA thing. Uh, they, they're they're more responsive than I am. but they've been waiting more for my for me to respond mm-hmm. than, than the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they oh, have I a certainly lot of know what that feels like. Them, so.
0: <laughs> no that and that's a <laughs> and that's a good sign. But, uh, that's a good sign.
1: To, to reiterate what you said, well, that's why I needed SANA because I I just have too many too many communication channels that I that I that I try to take care of and yeah on a daily basis I get these 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 little messages on LinkedIn with support requests or or people oh, yes. interested asking me things and then uh, and then on on Twitter and uh, in in one of the five Slacks that I'm part of it's just really hard to to manage. <laughs> yeah. Manage all of those notifications uh and, and keeping track of everything. So I try to pull everything into an email and then work through them, but um yeah, there's only so much time. Okay. And yeah. And luckily um it <laughs> I get to my emails like can we hop on a call? And it's just I can't. I can't just always hop on a call. Yeah. Um but but now I have someone that, that will be able to hop on calls yeah. and that's a fantastic feeling because yeah, that's yeah, yeah, so yeah, much yeah, better yeah. for the customer experience yeah. on the receiving end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to That's reiterate awesome. what you said about about MST, um they they're also solving a real issue in the market. Like they hundred percent. And it was it was mentioned in the in the thread on Slack that you where you where you um, where you got the topic from. <laughs> Basically, the conversation well... that was happening on Slack. Um, yeah,
0: and the Slack stuff is all private, um, so we're not going to mention any any uh, any it's all, you know, anything we mention I, is a, anonymized. Yeah I'm, a, yeah, I'm a
1: politician, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah, now, yeah. Um, no, but I just wanted to say um, uh, there was a good argument, and I feel the same um, um, for for merchants that don't have a million-dollar budget. Extensions like the ones from Amnesty are the simplest solution to get a feature built in. And um, if you're yeah. running a million-dollar store, then your agency should be capable capable enough to evaluate the quality of an extension, regardless of which extension provider, because all of the extension providers have subpar extensions. Um, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't know... If one that that doesn't have high and low quality extensions mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so as a as a as an agency you should be able to evaluate how good an extension works and decide which to work with and which mm-hmm. you don't and especially the the high-end projects they work with custom written code because in the end it's much much better to Write one particular feature for your project and take an extension that also takes in 10 other features in that extension, which mm-hmm. you don't need and they slow down and it's extra code overhead. Yeah. Um, but if you have, if you're running a store in the lower budget and that's where the the collaboration of, of um, uh, Jetrails Jet and um, Amnesty comes in, um, they offer a fully functional store for lower end market for a fixed price and you can use any amnesty extension in that store it's included in the price so as a bootstrap kind of interesting to to get started it's interested interesting and and since amnesty is is giving you the support there Mm -hmm. um you you would expect that those extensions all work well together and you um, know, that's actually, yeah, it's, it's a good I, competition for some SaaS solutions.
0: Yeah. I, and I actually didn't know, I, I didn't spend enough time, um, reading about exactly how it worked, but the fact that I did see the price points, they're like 1200, 1500, some, somewhere along those lines, but the, the idea that you have a fixed price, it includes your hosting and any of their extensions, which essentially, and, and again, upgrades, security
1: uh, patches.
0: That actually is, I will, and I'm going to get roasted by a lot of people for this, but that's kind of cool, um, that model. And and listen, people have tried this model, right? Creativity, people have tried to build out this lower end of the market, this what essentially big commerce is tackling, um, what Shopify is sort of tackling, Magento version. And a lot of people tried, and it's not easy. And so that's actually kind of neat. Um, if there I'd... wasn't
1: a market for their extensions, if they weren't doing a lot of things right, they wouldn't be the number one extension provider in Magento yeah. land yeah. and not so many people would be using their extensions. Yeah. yeah. So you can focus on the things that are not good and that that's valid. I mean, if you're running a million dollar store, maybe that's not the fit for you, but yeah. if you're, if, if you have a junior developer building you a store for 20 K. And that's the full budget. Yeah. Uh, you can't have custom-built features for everything. You can't have them build a help desk or, or custom forms, uh, or a FAQ that's completely custom-built because yeah, the developer doesn't have the knowledge yet, and uh, you don't have the budget. Yeah. So that's what you yeah. can pick, or you go with a SaaS solution, and then you pay different fees.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting option. I do generally prefer extension vendors who have one or like a small number of extensions. They really focus on them. They really make mm-hmm. them best of breed. Um, I like, I Fulman, like
1: Fulman yeah, really focuses on yeah. PDF emails. Yeah. The, the Paradox Sales labs has, has, has some cool stuff. Product. Exactly. Um, they have subscription yeah. extensions. They solve one particular issue really well. Yeah,
0: We should at some yeah. point go through like the awesome Magento, um, list from uh from david lambauer and um just chat through all that stuff but there's um yeah so that's generally i like that model for a number of reasons but obviously you do have these extension vendors out there that are serving a a huge portion of the market and what i'm saying is listen there is this level of resentment in the community there is this level of pain being caused for x y and z Let's figure mm-hmm. it out. You know what I mean. Let's let's somehow have a conversation. Um, yeah. Funny. Whenever people say let's the have a conversation, is... it's kind of a it's kind of a BS statement. But if there's somebody we can talk to over there that can say, Hey, man, do you understand what, what's going on here? How are we fixing this? What's the esca- what are the escalation paths? Um, I
1: will ping them to see if they wanna if if they wanna do an interview and just talk about. Uh, and I don't and know about the interview.
0: I mean, we can we'll talk about that. That might be we might we might that might be a bit a bit much, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> um, but um, well, that was good. I, f- I feel like that was a good, fair um, coverage of the whole thing from many different angles. Um, so
1: yeah, and I, I I just think. I like. There's so much negativity has been around in the magenta world. Yeah, and uh, some of it has been called for. Some of it, not really. Um, and I'm just trying to, I'm trying to steer away of that a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah. And focus on the positive things. I mean, we. If you don't have positive things to focus on and a lot of things are crap, then it's a hard thing to do. But I feel there's so many great things that we have in the Magento community and especially in our, in our Huva community. Yeah. We just try to bring all the good vibes. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I've, I've been explaining to, to Sun in the last week what, what Huva stands for. And, yeah. And, um, and, and uh, it's nice because explaining that makes me like reiterate and like, it, it, like reaffirm for myself that. We're here to to make people happy and to do the good things for the merchants and the agencies. That's cool. And uh, we talked about that we don't we don't take any commit. Uh, payment providers offer us like a partnership to take commissions on payments. And uh, and we stay entirely clear of that. Um, I don't think yep. that's our our place to do that because um, that in my eyes is is uh, where where agencies should decide where those fees go. Like, do you give a discount to the merchant or do mm-hmm. you let, uh, an agency, yeah. they take the first line support. So they actually yep. work for, for being the intermediate between the payment yep. provider and the merchant. Yep. So I if they want to take a, a little kickback for that, they totally should. But if we start to do that, then we're yeah. taking money away from, from agencies. Yeah. And, when um, I, and when I,
0: when I first found out that people would just on the on the sneak tip would drop their affiliate referral code into the Magento settings for PayPal or whatever, it <sighs> completely oh, my blew my mind. Um,
1: but uh, oh yeah, Re- remind me what what there was a third party uh, PayPal extension or integration, and that yeah. used a, a referral link. It might have even to been first
0: PayPal. It might have even been first party. I can't remember. I just remember there was a way to put your referral code in and <laughs> they would just drop it in. And, you know, I mean, I don't think that's unethical. It's it's a little, it's kind of, it's, and then once people are more aware of oh, it, oh, oh,
1: wait, 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 wait. If you're building an open source third-party extension that lets you do something no, with PayPal in your Magento no, account. No, third-party.
0: No, 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 I mean.
1: Well, first I party mean, is even worse if someone, who, who was the person making the referral revenue data? Well, like the scenario that that? I'm,
0: the scenario I'm thinking of is an agency builds a site and then they build the site and they go in and then they put their referral code in. So they get some commission, um, on payments revenue. That's, that's what I'm remembering Mm -hmm. to me. That's not, it's probably better to have a conversation about that with your Mm -hmm. client. But I wouldn't say that's unethical necessarily to drop because it's not coming out of their pocket anyway. It's, it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, you're not inflating their fees or anything like that. Probably better to talk about it, but it it was just funny to me. And I've never done that personally, but I just thought it was kind of wild that you could just drop a code in there. As an agency,
1: I think you also have the responsibility to, to help your merchants negotiate and find the best payment provider that has the best rates. And, um, Totally. I know. I I, totally. I, I I took on some projects in my agency days where someone did uh, eighty thousand dollars per month in PayPal, and uh, you may think that's high or low, or whatever. But they were paying the full the full fees for that, the full percentage. Mm-hmm. While if you're if you're above, I don't know what 50 k per month, you can get like a severe discount on your PayPal transactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need only to send one email to PayPal and they'll activate mm-hmm. a discount. That's great. Um, and with payment providers, it's the same. Uh, you can, if you have certain volume of transactions, you can ne- negotiate uh, discounts. And as an agency, you've already earned yourself back uh, for the merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, I took on one, like that, that one merchant that was paying too much for PayPal. They were also uh, paying the full amount for their uh, the regular transactions. And we negotiated discounts, and within the first week that we worked with them, they already saved almost almost a hundred thousand uh, euros uh, for the first year. They said this is oh, go- already cool. going to save us a hundred thousand euros this year. That's awesome. So uh, yeah, that was pretty good. To yeah, round up, I know you're to... you're close to um, yeah close to uh, end time. I just wanted to finish up like uh, the my trainer thought. Um, uh, about the negativity in community and trying to steer away from that. Uh, oh, that's the, a whole, the I have some
0: thoughts on this. I wanted to, this, maybe this is a good one. Cause I had a whole rant on it as well. Maybe we, but, but yeah, wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Um, we really nurture the atmosphere on our Slack. Like I really, if I see someone say, if someone asks, uh, does anyone use this and this extension and someone responds like, yeah, it's crap. I immediately write them like, "Please reword that." And, yeah, and, I have uh, so many thoughts on this. I
0: wish I wish I didn't have a hard stop. Literally, right right now, <laughs> I have so <laughs> okay, many. Okay, so we have them. a so cliffhanger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cliffhanger for next week. It's going to be good. It's going to be fantastic. Cool. Um, okay. well, well, thanks everybody for tuning up. in. Sorry for cutting that off. Um, I accidentally scheduled something when I shouldn't have because. I should have known we were Stay going to do chilled. this on the fly. But um, we will see everybody soon in New York. If you're not going to New York, get a ticket because you're going to be hating life if you don't. That's all I have to say. And um, I concur. we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in.